Do you love to love? Do you think that being together with someone is better than being on your own? And do you often set aside your own needs to accommodate someone that you love? Boom! This podcast is for you. I'm Carmen Bertlin. I'm a trained neurosemantics coach, yoga and meditation teacher, and I love to love. Ever since I was seven and first crushing on my big brother's best friend, I've been a romantic. And this is my big leap from serial monogamist to feeling fulfilled as a single person. And of course I have days when I cry into a bucket of ice cream and make out with the back of my hand before I fall asleep. But on average, I'm comfortable being single. So hey, it's possible. I'm here to discuss some methods that might help to becoming the single best, with weekly episodes and the occasional guests to bounce viewpoints off. And have a laugh, of course. And no, this is not a guide to becoming a permanent cat lady. Look at it more like a guide to becoming the vibe you want to attract in a future partner. Raising your standards, doing what you love and knowing what you need. Being so damn comfortable on your own that when you meet someone new, they're not a life raft, they're an added bonus. Welcome to the single best. I'm excited to be in your ear. Now how good is that jingle? It's like only a sax solo away from a 90s drama like Sunset Beach or Melrose Place. It's right up my alley. Hello and welcome to episode one of The Single Best. I'm so glad you're here and the topic of the day is to date or not to date, which is the question. Now, before we start, let me say that even though this podcast is definitely intended to be informative and remind you as well that you're not a weirdo for feeling like you're half a person without a partner, it's also a lighthearted approach to modern love. So there'll be a segment at the end where I share some funny prompt answers from dating profiles out there that I've screenshotted. And I invite you to send in any terrible pickup lines or other funny moments from your own dating life so that we can fill that space with some laughs as well as an overall education in how to best navigate being single. So, to date or not to date, that is indeed the question. Is it really necessary to be out there and cast your net to find romance? I don't think so, but I'm also a big believer of what's for you won't go by you and other hallmark card cliches. I'm not committed to going on 60 dates before finding my partner like a friend of a friend who I actually really want to get this girl in for a bit of an interview because that sounds incredible and she's actually engaged now to be married so she got there in the end. I did try online dating again for a bit and for me it wasn't as fun as it's cracked up to be. I've found that although I love to love, I just don't love to date because, yeah, dating is a numbers game and it can feel disheartening as we have to sometimes waste our precious time, which gets more and more precious with age, let me remind you, um, with some people that we don't really click with to finally feel that something's different with someone. So when we meet someone where there's that exchange of electricity and excitement, because it doesn't happen that often, when it does, it feels like the solution. 
like it feels like some rare magic, which of course it isn't because there are thousands of people out there that we could feel chemistry with. But for us who love to love, it just feels like we hit jackpot. So we tend to hone in on this one person to be the one. And that creates huge pressure for the other person to live up to. Just imagine. Now, dating coaches call this a scarcity mindset, placing all your eggs in one basket. So apparently circular dating is one of the best methods to increase our abundance mindset. I'm not sure if I agree on this, but this is definitely a topic that's up for discussion. An abundance mindset is where we believe that there are plenty of fish in the sea, which is a reference to my net casting comment there earlier on. So if we do meet someone that sparks fly with, if something doesn't align like values and non-negotiables, we can just say, sorry, mate, see you later. And we can choose to go find other options that are better. Chemistry isn't everything, but when we love to love, it feels like 90% of what's required to make relationships work. I'm just throwing a random number against the wall there. In our mind, chemistry trumps most things and it can be a reason for ignoring potential red flags as well. Have you ever said, well, I don't feel comfortable with this one thing that he does, but he's got other qualities and the sex is amazing. So chemistry overrides that niggling feeling that something doesn't align. And if you're not good with boundaries and communicating in addition, it's very easy to self-abandon here as a result. And it can be a little bit like trying to fit a square peg into a round hole and try so hard because we really like this person we finally found them and we just wanted to work so bad I recognize this so much don't get me wrong I still want chemistry I still want that fireworks butterflies jitters and all that yummy stuff when I meet someone but I just don't want to neglect my own needs anymore I don't want to overlook obvious mismatches or make excuses for shitty behavior or chase someone who makes me feel anxious because they're not clear enough in their communication for me to know where we stand but the real test comes when I'm sat across from someone I fancy the pants off and need to state my needs yes watch this space only time will tell but everything is a process go easy on yourself there are no overnight fixes and change it starts with awareness I'm going to share my own experience here when it comes to dating. I'm not dating at the moment. Um, I had a disheartening meetup that I went on last week. So that sort of uh, resulted in that me deleting the app. But let's start at the beginning. So I had a dating profile on Hinge and it was pretty shallow, it was self-protective and I didn't share much about myself or what I was looking for in a man at all. I had all that inner dialogue of don't be too needy, don't seem desperate, be the cool girl. It was very tongue-in-cheek and the photos were quite seductive and it just gave the impression that I was an easygoing, fun-loving gal, just like I wanted to seem. So I went on a few dates and that chemistry that we spoke about earlier, I only had that with one of the dates. So in true fashion, I messed that up. I bet all my cash on this one horse way too soon and he took and bolted. So I've come to terms with that now, but it took a while and it was disappointing and it actually made me really sad. 
But that sadness came from two things. So now let's get into some cognitive behavioral science. So those two things were, one, the story that I was telling myself about what happened, and two, my needs that were still unmet. So since I've become familiar with cognitive behavioral therapy or CBT in 2021, I tend to ask myself these two questions whenever I feel down about something. And it really does help. So let's touch on those again. It's one, what is the story I'm telling myself about this? And two, what are my unmet needs in relation to this? So I told myself a story that I believed to be true for way too long. And that's that it's not safe to express my needs. And if I do, the other person can't handle it. So it's best to just suppress until eventually it will come up in a resentment. And that's not a place that we want to end up with uh, with anyone So I had to question that story and somehow convince myself that it's not true. We all need to express our wants and needs. And when you meet someone who provides a safe space for you to do so, that's a beautiful thing. It may be rare, but it's beautiful. And just because someone can't meet your needs, it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with them. But they just might not be the right match for you. So consider that as well when you're doing your vetting for your dating. You get to know someone a little bit better. As for my unmet needs, they were the needs for love and affection. I need to be seen, heard and understood. And that can be a challenge to try to meet on your own for yourself, those needs. But it always starts with self. So if we can look inwards and ask, where do I not meet these needs for myself? Where do I self-abandon and don't give myself love, affection and don't really see, hear or understand myself? So I seek that out in another person on a constant We're getting a little bit deep here, but I guess once you start self-reflecting, you realize that it's not about the circumstance. It's about the story that we spin and the language that we use. And all those little lies that we tell ourselves on a daily basis, you can just prolong unnecessary, unnecessary suffering. So those are a couple of tools that you can use when you get stuck in a loop, feeling down. So let's touch on those again there. Number one is, what is the story I'm telling myself? And is it really, really true? And two, what are my unmet needs and how can I meet them for myself? Back to my dating profile. Now, I used to get about 50 likes every time I checked. And I'm not saying that to be cocky or anything. I must admit, it really did stroke my ego nicely. And I think that's something that I needed at the time when I set up that profile. Because I'd just gone through a, a separation. And yeah, it was sort of back on the horse um but i decided to update my profile and exchange the seductive look for a, a more wholesome vibe guys to take me a little bit more seriously me on a paddleboard out in nature smiling looking approachable and i even listed some qualities that i look for in a partner without sounding like a woman scorned and this required some true vulnerability from my side i must say and I just realized that my previous profile had been portrayed in a way where I didn't have to show my true self and God forbid be rejected for my true self. So it turns out that I'm a bit emotionally unavailable myself. Surprise! We are what we attract, which is a topic for another time. Now with this new profile, I would have about three likes every time I checked. So my ego took a bit of a blow. 
But, you know, we weeded out the players, perhaps. Quality, not quantity, am I right? Anyway, long story short, I deleted the app last week. I went on a date and I just felt so disheartened afterwards that I decided to throw in the towel. It just didn't feel worth it to me to um, to spend time, you know, seeking. I don't really have the bandwidth at the moment, I don't think, for dating. I just want to be focusing on myself and throwing myself into stuff that I love and birthing this podcast and really looking after myself. And I think that's important as well when you have a tendency to pour all your energy into one person or another person than yourself, that when you are single and you don't have a love interest at the moment, all of that pent up energy, channel it into something that you can create, that you can build. I think I know personally for me, like I was definitely avoiding to sit with myself and to really figure out what it, what is it that I want? What do I want to do with my life? What what do I like and what do I need for myself? As distracting myself with the dating apps and also with with you know having too many glasses of wine alone at home at night. So just take a little look and and see um, about that. What what is it? Where can you channel that energy? Can it be something like the gym or maybe cross-stitching or playing with clay or you know in my case the podcast I want to I want to do this so this is like where my all that energy is going into now I think that's quite useful yesterday morning I was in my kitchen in my pjs cooking an omelette listening to Nora Jones and it was like a scene from a rom-com just a pair of reading glasses and a newspaper away from it but this is the life that I want I want peace and I want self-love I don't want a load of anxiety and wondering and questioning and you know I want to feel like a whole person and know that I deserve a man who's all in not just a tip Being clear about what it is that we want in a future partner is pretty essential as well. Dr. Michael Beckwith talks about how we cannot have what we're not willing to become. So basically, whatever we want in a partner, if we can cultivate these qualities in ourselves, we're more likely to attract it in someone else. Like, be the person you want to be with. What qualities do you look for? Is it kindness, generosity? Is it patience? Then let's be that. Or perhaps it's more practical, like my person loves to cook and looks after their body by eating healthy and working out. Let's start doing that then, because like attracts like. And we tend to look for qualities to admire in another person. I know that I do anyway. Like if we're shy and introverted, we may be really drawn to someone who's more of a social butterfly and vice versa. It's not that we lack those traits that we seek in another person, but it's rather that they lay a little bit more dormant and we need a bit more nurturing for them to surface. You know how you can be so different with one partner and then you're so different with another? 
it comes down to what we reflect in each other and what feels comfortable to show in the face of the other person. But you know you're in a good relationship when you feel safe to be your true self and yet challenged to do better. Before we wrap up this first episode, I want to mention how entertaining some of these dating profiles can be. So if nothing else, at least they can provide a good laugh at times. If you're listening in and your dating preference is not male, let me enlighten you. I would say that on the majority of men's dating profiles, they either hold a fish, the bigger the better, like look at me what I've caught, hold a cute dog or a cat, sometimes a borrowed one because then you start asking about the dog or the cat and it's actually not theirs. So that's just to reel you in. Holding a baby, often with the caption, not my kid. So you know that, you know, they haven't been there yet, but they're open to it and they like kids. Or they hug their mom or even better, their grandma to show their soft side. This one, this one tends to work on me. I tend to go, oh, mushy. Or they lean against a flashy car, possibly a borrowed one as well. Often wearing sunglasses. That's sort of the, the standard car photo. And here are some prompt answers from Hinge that I screenshotted while I was on the app. I bet you can't put your legs behind your head. Now this one leaves me questioning how soon into us dating he wants us to attempt this. Like, should I show him as soon as we meet or is is he going to go first and then I try and beat him at it? I've just got so many questions. The next one's most irrational fear. Ugly kids. <laughs> I think this one is actually embedded in a few of us. He's just quite ballsy to admit it. He's a handsome guy as well, but possibly a little bit shallow. Next one's I'll know it's time to delete Hinge when I will find an independent vaccinated kinky partner to travel the world with. If you're not vaccinated and you don't know what BDSM means, please don't match. I will unmatch you straight away. Okay. Kudos to you, Christian Grey. At least this guy knows what he wants. He's got a very specific set of desires, though. I'm not sure how many matches he will get on a standard dating app like this, but I may be wrong. His inbox might be flooded with offers. If you have any more prompt answers that have made you laugh or there are any entertaining dating stories or terrible pickup lines, please do share. Let's make modern dating a little bit less dire. I'm so super grateful for you listening in and letting me share a bit of my story and some of the post breakup toolkit that I've accumulated over the years. New episodes will be out weekly. And if you could be so amazing and leave a five-star review, it will help me to keep providing content. Suggestions, of course, on topics related to the matters of the heart or being single in general are most welcome as well. Please connect on social media. The handle is The Single Best Life. You can send me a DM there or subscribe on the website, which is thesinglebestlife.com. So, until next time, lots of self-love.